You've heard me mentioning it the last couple weeks, and I am so excited to finally announce my Tapping to Massive Money and Abundance program. It is now live. This course is going to be an absolute game changer for you. This seven-day course is so simple and so quick to fit into even the busiest of schedules. Each daily lesson only takes 10 to 15 minutes, and all you have to do is watch my pre-recorded video and follow along with the prompts by tapping on each of the specific body parts, which I thoroughly lay out and explain for you. This course is going to fully reprogram your limiting beliefs, rewire your old money paradigms as we shift into bigger, better, and new ones. We're going to recondition your thought patterns around wealth so that you believe and your body believes that you are worthy of all the money in the world that you desire. You are worthy of all the freedom and abundance that you are so desperately craving. It is your time to claim this reality for yourself now. I'm going to help you with this incredibly easy and very affordable course to make your wildest dreams a reality in 2023. If you are ready to get out of your own way and remove some of the biggest money blocks, then this course is for you and you are going to want to grab it today. Don't waste another precious moment being held back any longer. The link for this course is in my show notes, so make sure that you get signed up today. Welcome to the Empowered Podcast with Deanna Merlino, an all-encompassing personal development show where I will be sharing with you just how to transform yourself into the best version of you, both inside and out. From wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and manifestation, I'll be showing you exactly how to live your best life. I will be keeping it as real and raw as it gets. So get ready to peel back the layers and really transform yourself under the surface because nothing is better than finding your purpose and living this life as your true, authentic self. Welcome back, Empowered Fam. I am over the moon excited for today's episode. I am here with Annie Graft, and it is like mind-boggling that this is actually happening. So today is going to be super fun. I'm super excited to just see what comes up for us. And I really look up to Annie because I have seen her journey in shifting from like, go, 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 which she still is. But there was a point where she honored the fact that it was okay to slow down and not be in hustle culture all the time. So wellness is so important to her and her entrepreneurship journey is insane. So I wanted to bridge the two and talk about all the goodness with both of them. So Annie, I am so glad you're here. I'm going to just give you the floor and let you start by sharing your background, your story, all the things. Tell us all about you. Ah, I'm so excited to be here, honestly. Um, I love podcasting. I love being able to share my story um, with with audio, with video. Um, it's so cool how you know social media and everything works like that. Um, let's see, I guess. Wow, broad, open-ended little beginner <laughs> there. Um, so yeah, guys, my name is Annie Graft. I, uh, gosh, I have been all over the world and I think I've lived like seven lives. That's one thing like my friends, people that know me uh, always kind of t- 
touch on is like the fact I've had so many different seasons in my life. And that's one thing I love about my life. I love about who I am is I'm definitely not just one thing. Um, so let's see. I really started um, – my story kind of starts when I was in the military, uh, which it seems like 17 lives ago, I swear. <laughs> um, I was in the military and I truthfully, I wasn't there because it was my calling. I was more so there because I saw it as an opportunity to maybe find another stepping stone to maybe be closer to what was my calling. Um, and at the time, it just seemed like a really great opportunity. I received a full ride scholarship to do gymnastics at the Air Force Academy. So I followed that heart tug, if you will. And even though the military, the academy didn't seem like what everybody else around me was doing, um, I think that's really where my story starts. And that's one of the first decisions I made for me, not because it was highly accepted or... I mean, of course, people admire it, but it wasn't really widely done around me by people my age. So I did that. Um, shortly after, while I was at the academy, I soon realized my passion for health and fitness. Um, got certified as a personal trainer. Uh, like I said, I was doing gymnastics and I wanted gymnastics, uh, fitness, wellness to be incorporated in my life for the future. And so I realized like after sports, what's how do I make that possible? And being a personal trainer, um, being really diving into fitness, uh, helping people with their own journeys was something that spoke to my heart. And so I started there. I started my journey there, I guess. Um, I created an Instagram account to kind of start my story, start sharing my progress, uh, what was exciting me about fitness, you know, things I was doing. And I got a lot of part of my story, I think, is getting a lot of backlash when I did that, um, kind of push through. And from there, it kind of um, touched a little heart cord, if you will, for entrepreneurship and the ability to make money online, which um, now is definitely like widely known. And I think it's you know, highly accepted. There's so many people out there that are making, whether it's the majority of their income, all of their income, or even a little bit of income online uh, is very like common right now. But back, this was in 2016, 2017, it wasn't. And, um, or it was just starting to become a thing. So I started to kind of have an idea of like what could happen if I built an audience, built a community, started sharing myself online. Um, and, and that's what I started doing. So I started, um, building a social media audience. I started putting out work, workout guides. Um, that's where I started to see my first like monetary return in like the time I was putting into an audience online. And, that was really exciting for me. Um, from there, I was introduced to a health and wellness brand, and uh, which I wasn't really sure it would fit into my life. But honestly, looking back, it has been like one of the biggest, you know, stars. I guess if you look at like my story on like a timeline, um, definitely something that changed my entire life. So I started up with um, a network marketing, social marketing company, Arbon, and that really just ignited a fire under me to show me like what my life could be. I guess from there, continued to work that, continued to, um, you know, delve into my personal training and my fitness business. I developed an app. I left the military. I was engaged. I left an engagement um, shortly before my wedding, which was a, a big part of my story as well, I guess. Um, I 
put 90 cities in a hat, picked one, and it was Dallas, and I moved here. It's like one of my favorite parts of your story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I always throw that in. That was a crazy time. But, you know, I think at that point in my life, I was like so believing that the universe had my back, that God would have my back. And because I didn't know where the heck I wanted to be or where I felt called to, I was like, maybe it will just show up in this hat. And I know that sounds crazy, but I pulled a city and it was Dallas. And um, literally I sat on that for a few days. I knew zero people here, by the way. Um, And (laughs) that sounds terrifying. (laughs) It was, it was terrifying, but also like so exciting at the time. I guess some context there was I had left the military. Um, I was, like I had said, I was previously engaged and I was living with my partner at the time. And after leaving that relationship, I really felt like, you know, majority of my friends, a lot of my friends were through the military, through, you know, being with this person, you know, mutual friends we had built over the years and, and not having like a nine to five job being that I left the military. I didn't have anywhere, anywhere to like go, you know? So I was like, I don't feel called in any one direction. So I was excited to be able to start over new and start over by myself. Um, I was definitely on a self-discovery journey, definitely finding, you know, how I felt about being alone, you know, going through loneliness, making friends, all of that sort of stuff. And so I, you know, that was two years ago that I moved to Dallas. Since then, I actually, I bought a house. I'm in a amazingly healthy relationship with someone I truly love. And um, this past year, we spent about seven, eight of the months of 2022 traveling the world, uh, which was honestly just filled my cup in so many ways. Um, And you kind of touched on that a little bit Mm -hmm. where last year was definitely a time where I needed to kind of step back and and re- define like what I wanted my life to be like. And here we are now, 2023, and I am, I'm home. I'm back in my personal training in person here in Dallas. Um, and just really feel so grounded being in this city, being surrounded by people I love and doing the things that I love. So I guess that was kind of like a little spark notes version, if you will. Thank you for all of that. No, it was so good. And it's so funny. And I don't even want to say this because it sounds like I'm a stalker, but like I've been watching your journey since I started in the same company. You were like literally like the first person I found. And I was like, okay, that's what I want my life to look like. Like in the most normal way possible was like that. It like she is giving me the ability to dream. And it's so crazy when I was like sitting back and looking at all this. We have so much in common. I put myself through the police academy, which I was the only girl in my platoon. And then started network marketing, ended up becoming a personal trainer, launching a fitness app. Oh, rewind. Prior to the police academy, it was a little bit of a different timeline for us, but I left my ex-fiance as well. It was just like like to all the things. So oh my God. it's so crazy because like I listened to your stuff and I'm like, I get that. Like I, I get that, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because you're so real and raw and open about the whole process. And like, I think it's so easy for people, especially now that online is like the thing, like everyone's working yeah. online, like you said, or everyone's on social media. It's so easy to look at someone's life and just be like, oh, well, that was easy for her, but I couldn't do it. But like when you say, even just like sitting here across from the computer screen from you, you're a real person. I'm a real person. We're real people and we all have the choice to choose 
like I'm going to let life get the better of me, the best of me, or I'm going to choose to take the bull by the horns and I'm going to create a life that I thrive at, like that lights me on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually that's so crazy that you say that exact like phrase because yesterday I was talking with a friend and we were talking about like daily decisions and just the fact that like you don't realize it but like we actually create our life in our day-to-day decisions and we are, we are so easy or like so quick to say I, I don't have control or just like gosh like my life it just looks this way like these are my circumstances and I was dealt this hand and I just I don't know. That's so great that she got a great hand, but I got this shit hand and I'm down bad because of it. And, you know, it's really easy to pity ourselves and pity our situation. And don't get me wrong. I know that there are really freaking hard situations out there and people that are, you know, knocked down and knocked down and knocked down. And I'm not, you know, making that seem smaller than it is. But what I realized and what I've come to realize over the last few years is that we have the ability to make like a million little decisions in our day. It's the decision to wake up with the alarm. It's the decision to not. It's the decision to go to the gym. It's the decision to not. It's the decision to, you know, uh, communicate and be a part of a toxic group of friends and people that don't have you feeling your best or the decision to branch out and go try to meet new people, as scary as that might sound. It's the decision to keep going down the path that's easy or the decision to like follow that crazy heart tug that seems like impossible and so far-fetched, you know, and so, and a million decisions in between those, you know, but we make so many decisions every single day. And the reality is the decisions we're making today are creating our life tomorrow and one year from now and 10 years from now, right? And the cool thing is like every day we have the ability to make new decisions. So if you made a decision yesterday or last month or last week or two years ago that is putting you in a situation that you're like, this doesn't feel right now. Maybe Mm -hmm. it did. Maybe it felt right before, but maybe it doesn't feel right now. We have the ability to make a new decision, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's that for me is like a freeing and positive thought that I I get to wake up and and remember that, you know, and know that. I couldn't agree more. And I think sometimes, especially when you're in a tough place, it's so – hard. Like we're, we, we think it has to be hard. We think that like the answer, because things are rough for us right now, because things are hard. Well, the answer must be hard. Like it it can't be something simple, but it is that simple. It's making those little decisions that you do have control over. There is a lot that we don't have control over. What we do have control over is how we respond to it and how we do the things in our life that we get to choose. So those little decisions, they add up and then compound to create the life that we're actually desiring. Yeah. Totally. It's the Mm -hmm. compound effect for sure. 100%. Really good book, by the way, which I'm (laughs) sure you've probably read it. Um, Okay. So I would love to talk about, because I want to focus first on wellness. Okay. Let's see. What were some key things for you in your life that made you realize, okay, something's got to change? Like when you went from being like hustle, go, go, go to taking a step back and being like, okay, shit, I need to chill out. What was like, what was that? What would that look like for you when you were like, okay, something's got to give? Yeah. So if I'm being really honest, which I always am almost to a fault sometimes. Um, (laughs) That is a a question that I'm going to kind of like, there's two parts to it where truthfully, um, I, so like you said, I was totally like 
100% centered in hustle culture. And, and it wasn't because like, I, like I genuinely thought that was the way, like you said, like we thought it had to be hard and, and it wasn't even like it was hard at the time. It was like, it was lighting me on fire. It was exciting me. Like everything I was hustling in and grinding in, I was feeling proud of and excited by. The thing is, is in, when I look back at it and as I've talked with my therapist with uh, time and time again, um, looking back at it, so much of what I was doing, what I was hustling in, what I was giving my time, energy, and like dedication to, and what I was giving my entire being to, um, I realized it was because there was a major thing in my life that was so unaligned and was so mm-hmm. wrong. That being my relationship that I was in. So I was in a five-year relationship. I was engaged. I was, and this is the this was the breaking point, honestly, for me. Um, is I was two weeks from my wedding, what was supposed to be the wedding date. And um, I had a moment where th- there was like, you know, they say like what the the stick on the camel or what do they say? Uh, the straw that break, broke the camel's back. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the straw that broke the camel's back. So like there were a million straws before it, but there was this moment where um, somebody I was really close with and somebody my ex was really close with came to me and and said something along the lines of, you know, I are you sure like this is the type of behavior, this is the way you want to be treated? Are you sure this is what you want for the rest of your life? And I remember being asked this question by someone that I was like, you know, so close with and that was really close with my ex too. And that was like kind of the big thing. I was like, wow, like you're the fact someone that, that you're saying that. Life. Yeah. Right. And I sat back and I was like, you know, I sat and thought about, you know, like all the straws on the camel's back from, you know, years leading up to it. And I was like, no, like, why hadn't I real, like, Mm. not that I hadn't realized it because I know the bottom of my heart. I know I knew I was in a relationship that wasn't right for me. That wasn't healthy for me. That wasn't safe. That wasn't, you know, me. Mm -hmm. And I think like looking back at it, I was trying to get, you know, satisfaction and fulfillment and excitement and joy and love and praise in all these other aspects of my life. And that led to me hustling and all those things, giving my entire self to those things because I wasn't feeling it in, in my relationship, in like the, you know, person I was around, you know, every single day for five years. And, you know, I think that has a huge, like something to be said in wellness, you know, that's where I'm relating this is wellness is because like, you know, sometimes we forget like the most basic, like fundamental needs, the most, like the most simple health basics, like daily habits, like we forget those. We forget we might not be drinking enough water. We forget we might not be getting enough sleep. We forget we might not be moving our body enough, you know, while we're trying to do all these other things to like get us to a place where we want to be when we realize like, okay, wait, you know, at the core, like, am I treating myself? Am I putting myself in a situation that is healthy for me? You know? And so for me, this was a moment where I was like, if I like, if this bad situation is leading me to like search for fulfillment and acceptance and joy and gratitude, all these things in these other areas of my life, and I was just running myself on empty, um, I'm like, this isn't sustainable. This isn't like a thing I can keep up with, right? So if I'm being really honest, that was the moment that I realized like, why am I hustling so hard? Why am I like literally working like – 
20 hours a day, not sleeping, not doing the things, you know, that are taking time for myself. Uh, and it's because like at the end, I couldn't sit back at home and like relax and be me comfortable, you know, feel safe, feel happy, feel joy in just being like where it was. Does that make sense? I don't know if 100%. that's like percent. Totally- it is kind of like, it's so crazy. It's like a safety mechanism because it's like, okay, if I was, you do all these things because your subconscious is like, I'm not ready to look at this yet. Even though you know, even if you don't admit that you want to know, you know, deep down, you just keep shoving it down by adding more on your plate. But like, it's a safety mechanism. If I do all these things and I won't look at the giant red flag that's on fire in front of me. And then when you chill out and slow down, you're like, it was so clear. A hundred percent. Like it's, it's almost like if you think about it, you know, people that are, it's the quick fix. It's the easy thing. And I think as a society, we're all like, you know, we're obsessed with that. We're like, okay, what's going to get me to my results Mm -hmm. the quickest way possible. Right. So like, um, kind of like I was saying, like the most simple things sometimes are what we have to go back to because we're like, you know, it's like, what's gold? What's shiny right now? You know, what's, oh, that girl on Instagram, she's, she's doing this pill, you know, thing. She's doing this diet. Oh, they're doing this specific workout, you know? So I'm relating this to health because that's just like Mm -hmm. fitness is my whole life, you know? Right. So like, Whereas maybe that person should just take a step back and say, you know, kind of those three basic things I always ask people, are you getting enough water? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you moving your body? Are you nourishing your body? Right? Like, you know, and if you went back to those basic things, like you don't need all that, you know, mm-hmm. all that fancy, you don't need to run yourself, you know, empty with that workout with that, which all those things are, can be great. Added supplements, added whatever, added workouts, new thing, whatever that can all be great. But really the reality is like, going back to the basics and looking at like the really simple things in your life. And, and that's kind of what I realized. I was like, oh my God, I, you know, at, at this point, like I was on hustle mode. Like I was eat, sleep, breathing, living my business and my, my multiple businesses, I guess, and Instagram and social media. And like, that was so much of what I was doing. I was like, okay, goal check. All right, next, you know, and I wasn't even like satisfied. I realized like I really wasn't satisfied. I wasn't fulfilled. It wasn't giving me joy. It was just like a check mark. All right, be happy for five seconds and move on. Right. And so that was a big red flag for me. I was like, the end of the day, like these big glamorous awards or like, you know, reaching a certain, for me, I'm very money motivated. Mm -hmm. And for me, hitting a certain income level, dollar mark, I thought that was going to like cure everything. And that for so long was something I was chasing and running after and like obsessed with. And like I hit that dollar mark and this was another thing, you know, another moment for me where I was like, all right, I guess now the dollar marks, you know, (laughs) up here now, like now that's that's the bar, you know, now I have to keep going. And, you know, that was, you know, huge for me to realize that, okay, if all these things, these goals, these like check marks I'm setting for myself, if that's not where I'm going to find satisfaction, if at the core of my life, I'm not content, I'm not happy, I'm not, you know, safe, loved, appreciated, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So like, I don't know that those two things kind of were huge for me. I realized like running myself rampant and go, go, go. Like at the end of the day, that's not how I want to live my life. You know, I want to 
add value to my own life with the things I choose to do and choose to give my energy to rather than like get all my fulfillment and joy from those things. Yeah. If that makes sense. 100%. And it takes so much strength to do that. Like it is not easy to leave those situations. And I feel like in your specific situation, it's even harder because well, maybe from an outside perspective, I guess, but like you were doing really well financially and our our society, our culture, I feel like ranks success strictly or mainly on money. So people are looking at you and being like, okay, well, at least you have money. Like at least your problems are alongside money. Like I have these problems and I'm broke or whatever, you know, but as someone who does so much healing and inner work and helping others do that. The biggest thing that I've realized as well, being like a business coach is that you can have all this success in the world money wise, but real success, like the make or break for success is if you are going to look at those things that need to be seen, the inner work, the stuff that like it hurts to look at. Like you can be as rich as you want. If you're miserable inside, what's the point? Yeah. No. Money is fantastic, but like it doesn't actually make you that saying like money doesn't make you happy or whatever money can't buy you happiness it's so true so true i mean like i look back at it like at the time because i'm not like i'm not making what i used to make at that point but i am so much happier yeah. like mm-hmm. i am so much happier just in every single possible way. Mm-hmm. I'm much more fulfilled. I'm much more proud of what I do and how I spend my time and like just everything. And I look back and I'm like, you know, I look back at things like I was buying or things like, you know, checks I would get. And like, I I realized that it, it was literally just, I was chasing the like five seconds of, oh, like, yeah. oh, look what I got. Look what I earned. You know, like the look quick my dopamine hit. Yeah, yeah, I was chasing that. And like once it, you know, I got over it, then I'm like, all right, where's the, the next one? one. <laughs> yeah. And I just like I got to a point where I was like, this isn't like a healthy way to live. And it's I mean, that was, let's see, I was 25, 24 years old at the time. And like I had that realization and I'm like, oh my God, like am I going to live the next 50 years of my life like this? Like, hell no. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like a big, like you said, red flag to myself for needing to change and needing to shake something up, right? And I think that's why when I moved to Dallas, like I truly just decided like I get to reinvent myself here. Not reinvent in in terms of like completely be a new person, but like just really be me, not, you know, lay on the crutch of, oh, this is my, you know, partner. This is the person I'm with. Or, you know, I'm in the, you know, joining a military community and being like, this is my career field. Like that was a lot of how I had described myself or even like within the business community, the fitness community. Oh, like here's my Instagram, like, or here's my title position. Like none of those things describe me. And so when I moved to Dallas, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to work damn hard to figure out who Annie is. Mm, Like, who am I? What do I want? What makes me happy? What like, And in the last few years of doing that, like, I've definitely had some moments of like, what am I doing? Oh my God. Like, I, I don't know who I am. Like, this is crazy, you know, but it's just the process. Honestly, like it's the process. It's the journey of kind of like we said, like I said at the beginning, like 
making a decision and, you know, a year from now, that decision might not be serving you any longer and being okay to be like, all right, I'm going to let, I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let that part of me go. Um, people, you know, can define me like that, but like, I don't own that, you know, I don't have to be that. And I can recreate another side of myself or I want to meet this other side of myself even deeper, you know? And so I really think the last few years I've been doing that and just reconnecting with like who I want to be, who I am deep down, what makes me happy. Because I think in the, like, honestly, like, I think that's what life's about, right? Like it's not about the money. It's not about the success. Like it, it really, truly it's for me, at least it's, you know, human connection. It's, it is working hard. Honestly, one of my like core values that I've come to realize it, it is hard work. It is like, you know, committing myself to something and, and working hard towards something. Um, but it's the process of getting there. It's not so much about the end result anymore. It's about like me showing up for me, showing up for other people, you know. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's kind of just what I've realized in those last few years. 100%. And I think I love that you've been able to do that, especially when you have like a microscope on you at all times. <laughs> like it makes it more difficult, honestly, because even like me, you have so many people that, you know, that's Annie Graft. So let me, you know, see what she's up to and then dissect every part of your life. So it like adds that extra pressure. It's not like you're doing it in silence by yourself. Everyone's watching. Um, but I, I totally agree in the sense of like, I really feel like it's all about remembering who you are by unbecoming everything that you think you are or thought that you are. It's like you have to strip away yeah. the layers to really find out what's underneath. And sometimes that means it looks like your life's falling apart, but really it's like coming yeah. together for you. I also want to say too, like, I think it's so important to honor the versions of you at every stage because they get you to that next point. Like that per when you're mm -hmm. this person for a year and then you realize, oh, that doesn't serve me anymore. That's great. Still love her. Moving on. I want to see that next version of myself. Now, I think it's so easy for people to get stuck in like, this is my title. This is my whatever. Like we think that if we're this once that that has to be us forever. And that's so far from the truth. Yeah. I think honestly, I don't know if it's just the mindset I've always had, but like I said at the beginning, like I decided to go into the military, not because I was like, this is going to be my career. I think like everyone around me was making decisions, you know, back when you're 17, 18, you're, they're making decisions thinking like, well, I want to be a doctor for the rest of my life. So I'm going to go, so I'm going to base this, you know, next decision off of like, you know, what I want to do for 50 years. And I guess like my mindset was like, I don't know who the hell I'm going to be in 50 <laughs> years. I knew that at 17. I feel like I've always kind of known that, that I'm like going to continue to evolve. Mm -hmm. And like my mom's been really amazing at like just reinforcing the fact that like she's always been so real and open with me of like at the time, you know, she's like 40 and she's like, I'm 40. I don't know who I am. My mom mm -hmm. was constantly redefining herself, going to school, getting another degree, doing something else, starting a business, like she she's been a singer, she's been a banker, she's like been a teacher, she speaks different languages. Like she's just so amazing. So I grew up like seeing that. And so my thought process of going into the military was like not because I wanted to be in the military for the rest of my life. I was like, I'm gonna make this one decision because it feels right right now. And hopefully that will get me to the yeah. next decision that I then have to make, you know? And looking back at it, <laughs> of course, my time in the military was crazy 
treacherous, terrible, awful, amazing. <laughs> like <laughs> I wouldn't undo it, yeah. but I wouldn't redo it. You know what I mean? But I completely like acknowledge and I'm so proud of the fact that like it is it created the version yeah. of myself that I needed to be to dive into my fitness, to start being interested in entrepreneurship, to say yes to, you know, the social marketing company that reached out to me, right? Like if I hadn't been where I was, which was like a newly commissioned second lieutenant in the Air Force, not sure what to do, not sure who I was, knowing that I didn't love my career, not getting paid enough, I wouldn't have been in a place where I was like, okay, I'm going to just freaking start this fitness business. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Or, you know, I'm just, I'm going to start this Instagram. I think I can build a community. I think I can do it. You know, like if I hadn't been in a place, like I feel like I was in a kind of a desperate place where I was like, if I don't want this to be the rest of my life, I got to create something else then. Mm, And so that version of me, which like I said, was like 17 lives ago is 100% the reason I am who I am today. Mm -hmm. So like, you're so right in, you know, acknowledging and like loving and appreciating those former versions of ourselves because I, they're all, they're there still, Mm -hmm. right? Like just because you outgrow it, it doesn't mean that they're, it's gone forever, but it, it helps you get to that next point Mm -hmm. of the next version of yourself. My parents, it's so funny that you say that. And I imagine that that's probably playing into a lot of people's like life choices. My parents, my mom specifically, were so always like, you can do anything you want to do. Like they were like, that's your dream, dream bigger. And I'd be like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to quit just this job because I'm going to go do this job. And they never once were like, get it together. They were like, okay, go find what makes you happy. And like it allowed me Mm -hmm. to dream big and know that like, no failure was ever a failure. It was just like a shifting point to get me to the next step to find the next best thing that's going to light me up. So it's like having that similar mindset of like, okay, I can go do something else. Like I'll get there when I get there. So I love that Mm -hmm. so much. Um, The last thing that I want to bring up before we shift out of wellness is because I mentioned I was like so excited that I was like jittery today and it made I was like taking a bath like okay you need to chill out so I was like just trying to like center myself and get grounded and like be in the moment and so I would love for you to share for anyone listening what it is like habits or whatever that you might do when you have something like if you're going to talk on stage if you have a big interview like whatever you have something where you're like okay this is big what do you do to like get yourself ready to like chill out and get yeah. focused. Yeah. Oh, good question. Um, okay. So I, I was actually just talking to somebody about this. I've, I'm in my best like creative zone when I'm in movement, which sounds weird because I'm like, we're sitting right now, but like walking, like walking, is, <laughs> you ask my boyfriend, I walk all the time. I'm like always, okay, I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to go on a walk. Like when I'm on a walk and I, whether I'm listening to music, podcast, or nothing at all, like I have my best thoughts. I feel like confident. I feel like the wheels turning. And so I I say that because like, it seems kind of like opposite, you know, of what most people probably do to like relax and get centered and get like peace. I feel like when I'm sitting and like, especially like my phone's in reach and I can easily just like, you know, check email, check Instagram, check my DMs, check this account, check this, whatever, you know, 
I get so anxious and when I'm sitting there and there's, and I think about all the things I need to do and like all the different, okay, well, like I, I just like can't get focused. And so one way for me to really like just get centered and feel the most me is literally is walking. (laughs) Um, I walk and I get my thoughts straight. I feel good. I'm in movement. Um, And then the other thing is getting ready for the day. And this is something that like, it's, I mean, a morning routine is so important. Um, And I, I talk about that. I know that is talked about everywhere, but especially in, in a time where like so many of us, you know, work online and work from home, it's really easy. And I find myself doing this sometimes. And I've made a point, like, especially in 2023 to kind of change my routine and change my habits because I have gotten in a habit of like doing all the morning routine stuff. Like I do my greens, I work out, I, um, go on my walk, I journal, I do all that stuff. But like, then I come back and I'm, you know, getting ready for stuff. And I still don't, I don't feel like, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it, but the thing I'm changing is getting ready for the day. So like doing my hair, straightening my hair. I mean, 99% of the time my hair is up in a messy bun. But when I straighten my hair or curl my hair or put on some mascara, right, put on some concealer, I was telling Flo this actually right before I was about to hop on this. He's like, oh, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just working. And he's like, oh, okay, awesome. I'm like, when I like look good, I feel good, I do good, show up better, you know? And so that's something, and maybe, you know, a lot of people out there probably already do that, whatever. But for me, when I want to like feel my best, I do want to look my best too, right? And so I know like just in getting ready and putting on something that makes you feel confident and, you know, styling your hair in a way that makes you feel good and putting on makeup or whatever it is, like, you know, find something that makes you feel good and like, and just do it. Um, because I have found that <laughs> that helps me so much. Uh, and it helps me just like, take myself seriously. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love that so much because that's actually been a goal of mine this year. Uh, So my son is uh, 19 months now. And I, that's something that I just like stopped doing out of like survival. (laughs) Cause like, I just didn't have the energy to possibly like care about what I looked like. And going into 2023, I was just like, okay, you feel so much better. Like you are so much more productive. Like if I actually put on clothes for the day, because I make my own schedule, sometimes I could just be in sweats all day. Like I've noticed my productivity levels are different and my confidence is different. If I get ready and like feel good, look good, I'm going to do something awesome for the day. So I love Mm -hmm. that. And I also wanted to point out, I don't know if you knew this, but walking is actually a way to get into a deep meditative state. So that's probably why I heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard that someone, I forget who I was listening to. And they were like, if walking is like your zone of like Zen ish, it's like, that can be your form of meditation. Mm -hmm. Like not tuning it out with like music or like podcasts or something, but just like if, if you feel good in movement, then do that and like get into your meditative state that way. And that was actually, I just listened to something that said that like maybe a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this makes sense. I'm validated. I'm not crazy. Yes. When I learned that, I was like, oh, it makes sense because I – I definitely do better when sitting still, but like when I go for my walks, it's just like 
it opens everything up and I'm getting idea after idea after idea. So like it makes so much sense. So I wanted, I just wanted to share that with you. I love that. (laughs) Um, Okay. So switching quickly into just entrepreneurship, you have had such a successful, just multiple businesses and um, it's just been so incredible to watch you. I would love for you to share maybe some of Let's start with what were your biggest business struggles? Um, And you might have kind of touched on them already, but like as an entrepreneur, what have been your biggest struggles and how you've overcome them? Um, Okay. So right off the bat, what that question makes me think of is organization. So I'm not like I'm creative. I'm a big thinker, a big dreamer. I'm like big picture girl. I have always struggled with like the small, the organization, the like behind the scenes, like, okay, you want to be, get it from A to B. I'm like, all right, let's messy. Let's figure this out. And of course, like in starting a business and starting anything, like I'm queen of just fucking do it. Met. Sorry. No, nope, you're totally, yeah. Have at it, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I'm queen of the messy start. Like, because I have started, like all of my businesses have looked like that. And I think mm-hmm. any business would look like that. You're never going to have a perfected structure. You're not going to have, you know, uh, your delegation nailed down. You're not going to have your flow like at all. So anybody out there that's like wanting to start something, like don't think it's going to look perfect at the beginning. But as you progress, you know, one thing I've realized about myself in doing that multiple times is that like, organization is not my strong suit. You know, I can do it messy and get myself there. But one thing that I, that has saved all of my businesses and, and saved my time, saved my energy is finding someone who is strong in your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Um, there's no business out there that is just a one man show. And I know it, it can be stressful to, delegate and to put those systems in place and to trust someone enough to to work alongside you or to, you know, take some of the things off your plate. And I definitely struggled with that in the beginning of um, all of the things I've ever started. But that has been like the saving grace of all my businesses mm-hmm. is delegating, trusting someone to do, to be in their z- zone of genius so that I can be in my zone of genius. Mm-hmm. Because we don't all have the strong, the same strong suits, right? And not everyone wants to be a creator, a founder of a company, a like, you know, big picture gal. There are plenty of people out there that are like, yo, I know how the heck to set things up, to work smoothly, to go uh, quickly, to be productive. Like that, I love putting things like that together. You know, I work with someone who that is literally what she loves to do. And that's my nightmare. Like I (laughs) get so stressed out thinking about like, oh my God, how are we going to make this run? And how are we going to do this? And oh my God, how are we going to, you know, contact all these people and like all these things, whatever. Like that is her zone of genius. And so one of the smartest things I've ever done is exactly that, finding people who have strengths where you have your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. I could not agree more. I actually just talked about this recently, like within the last month on the podcast, because that's kind of where I am at 
I'm at is like needing to delegate so many things as I want to expand my businesses, especially because I wear so many hats. It's just like not possible. Mm -hmm. Also, and I love saying this again because it's so worth it, is like when you allow someone else to do that, you're helping fulfill their dream. Like you said, like that's their thing, not your thing. So why be miserable when you could help somebody like thrive and then everybody is winning and your business is going to be so much better. 100%. Mm-hmm. I have like gotten myself in in nasty holes and kind of circling back to your original question because I don't think I actually explained like how I struggled. I just kind of explained like a tip there. But I – before realizing that and before really like fully committing to like, all right, I just need to find someone and I need I need help. Like I think the, the point of admitting I needed help mm. in in like – you know, my businesses was like a really great point because before that I was just struggling in silence. Like I was like, I can take it on. I can do it all. Like, this is my business. I got it. I know how to do it. Like I'm the mastermind behind this, you know? And I, you know, that runs into a lot of different problems, like not being able to, there was, uh, when I was doing my apparel line. So this is like one example, the first run that I did, I, in my head thought like, this is, oh, this can be so easy. Like, you know, I'm, I have this many (laughs) products, these sizes. And, you know, I, at the time I had like a friend helping me and my, uh, partner at the time. And I was like, oh, we got this. Like, okay, we're going to launch this. I had set up my own website. I had set up the whole process, like everything, put the size. I thought I put all the sizes in correctly. Like, okay, so I, my organization, like, and just know, like, Things were not boxed like per size. Like I was just like, guys, just trust me. Like they're all there, you know? And so we, we I launched um, this line that I had put together and spent so much time on. And that really was where my involvement should have stopped. Like that and like the launching and the like the marketing of it. But I should have just been done. But no, I was like, I got this all. I can do this all. I can like package them. I can, you know, put the system in place. I can send them all. I can, you know, no. And we ended up like the big problem that I was like, wow, this is a clusterfuck is um, we actually like, so we sold out. So at the end of it, I mean, I didn't even realize there was a problem until I was actually packaging everything. And I realized like none of the SKUs had actually been taken off the website. So like, or like, for every five that were sold, we only really have like had one. So it like completely (laughs) fucked up everything. People weren't going to get their products. I had to refund people. I didn't even know how to refund people on the website. Then orders were late and people were pissed. And then, you know, people were finding out like, well, wait, I was so excited about this. They didn't get their stuff. I was trying to figure out how to do the refunds. I'm like stressed trying to, you know, decide who, like which addresses it can't, like it was such a mess. And I was like literally crying on my floor (laughs) and I was just like, this is terrible. Like, and it was all because I had too much pride to Mm. just like, you know, find someone that that was their strong suit and have them help me out because I thought I could do it all. Mm. Yeah. I think we all have nightmare stories like that. And I think, it kind of comes with the territory. Like you said, you just have to start. That's a conversation that I've actually had with Danielle McCleary is she was like, just start messy. Mm-hmm. Just do it. And then you'll organize as you go. And like, yeah. that's not like, don't be like a freaking idiot. Like, yeah, obviously you have your shit in order, but like 
you're going to grow and put the things in place as you figure out like where it sees fit. And like, I think sometimes people get so hung up and even starting any sort of entrepreneur journey because they think they need to have all of the answers up front and like there will never be all the answers. <laughs> like it's yeah. just, that's just not a thing. So, okay. Thank you for sharing that. And then um, really the last question, I guess I'll, I'll have, I have two questions. The um, next thing I would say is what is your biggest advice in entrepreneurship to be successful? I think um, finding a way, well, A, is starting. I mean, you can't be successful if you don't start. And you kind of just touched on that. That honestly has just been one of my biggest like things I tell everybody is if you have an idea, like you have to pursue it. You have to, you know, find out how to make it happen. You have to put time to it. You have to take action on it. Mm-hmm. Um, way too many people out there are scared of, well, what if nobody, you know, buys it? What if nobody supports me? What if it's a colossal failure? Okay, well then you learned one way that could potentially lead to failure. Okay, let's figure out another way to have a different result, right? And the only way to to even improve or to see any sort of success is to take action. Yeah. And so that's my first thing. Um, the other thing is to do something that you truly feel aligned with. Um, and this is really important to me and really speaks to me is because I have started some things in business and started ventures that I'm like, wow, there's a lot of money in this. Like, like I kind of talked about before, like I've, I've always been very money mindseted, very money oriented, goal oriented, you know? So if something is like, oh, I see great potential in this, it might not be like my passion or like what I'm really excited by, but like, I'm just going to like do it and get in on that, you know, pot of gold at the end. Right. And I've learned that like, if you're not really, if it doesn't excite you, if it's not something that you feel right doing, it's not going to be a long game for you. Right. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to feel good. And that's one thing in like entrepreneurship. And that's one thing that I love is such a fact in my businesses now is like when you are aligned and when you're in your like zone of genius, you're doing something you love doing. You're doing something you know you're good at. Um, You have the support that you need. You write, like you build your systems, you delegate, all that sort of stuff. If at the end of the day, like you truly believe in what you're doing, you love what you're doing, even if there are hard times, even if there are failures and shit times and mental breakdowns and lack of support and all of that that goes into business no matter what. But at the end of the day, you can sit down and be like, no, I believe in this and I'm proud of this. And, you know, this is going to help whoever, you know, the client you're serving is, then there's growth in that. Um, It's going to start off with one sale, one person, one whatever it is. But if you really love what you're doing and it feels right and it feels aligned, then um, there's only up to go, right? And so that's one thing that I think is important because I think it's really easy to just look at what everyone else out there is doing and think, oh, you know, so-and-so is doing great in, you know, in medical sales. Like, 
I, that's what I need to get into, right? Um, I don't know. That's one of my friends <laughs> crushes it at her job, but she loves it. She mm-hmm. loves her job, mm-hmm. right? And I guess that's not specifically like entrepreneurship, but like in whatever you're going to pursue. Yeah. It's really easy to look at like, you know, oh my God, so-and-so just created an Etsy shop. So-and-so is blowing up on TikTok with their art, you know? Okay. That's not to say that you – you know, me, Annie Graft, I'm supposed to go and make and sell art, right? Like, no, you know, maybe I, maybe it might work, you know, miraculously, but like, is it going to feel good? Is it what I'm meant to do? Is it what I feel called to do? Is it in alignment? Like, no, you know? And so it's not going to be something that like continues to give back, give back to me. Um, at the end of the day, like, that's what I've realized in a lot of my business ventures is like, as much as you give to your business, you need to get something from it too. And it's not selfish to have that be the case. Um, You need to feel fulfillment. You need to feel aligned. You need to feel proud of what you're doing. You need to love what you're doing, right? You need to love your clients, your people. And if that's not the case, you know, just reconsider and and kind of dig deep and think, you know, okay, what, what is it that speaks to me? You know, I talk so much about like manifesting and that is like the key to it is what you just said. Mm-hmm. Having full belief in whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter if the rest of the world thinks you're insane, and doing yeah. something that is in aligned action with you and just doing that. Just keep doing that. Yeah. Believe in it and take aligned action, and it is going to all fall into place. And the next thing that you kind of said is also so important. Like, yeah, of course you're supposed to get something out of it too. And you will. But when you put the other person, like, I want you to be taken care of. I want to give you love. I want to help you get healthy. When you pour into the customer, instead of just focusing on like your desire, that's when it's going to come back faster. So you're going to get what you want in the first place by taking care of the other person, like genuinely taking care of that person. Because I'm the same way. Like I love me some money. I want to make money off of whatever I'm doing. But I know that if I take like look at you as a human being, like I appreciate you as a human being for supporting whatever it is that I'm offering you, we both win here. And that is just like the key to being successful in anything that you do. Totally. I have like a a random point with your manifestation point that you brought up. So it's hilarious how my life has kind of worked out. So back in high school, you know, like um, what do they call like most likely to? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. What what are those called? Like uh, Uh, senior superlatives. Yeah, superlatives. Okay. So I got um, most likely to be seen on your social media feed. And it was like Facebook. Like I, I was never on Facebook. Like I don't know why I got that still to this day. But wow. I, I, okay. So then from that, I, I was kind of embarrassed by it, but I was like, nah, whatever. I do love posts. Like I would write my captions on Facebook. I would post a picture. Like I definitely was posting. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> it's funny because then going into college, that is when I decided to make my Instagram, right? And track my journey with fitness and, you know, talk up, just really show up online in a way to get people to know me without being like physically in front of me. And at the time, I kind of talked about it in the beginning, like back what. I guess I started my account. I actually just looked all the way back. It was like 2015 when I started it. So it was like halfway through college. I got (laughs) so much shit for starting this page because I was showing up in a different way than I was in person. Like in person, I mean, I'm this like, you know, I'm a gymnast. I'm at the Air Force Academy. I did really well in school. Like I wasn't super outgoing, but I, I, but I wasn't 
shy, right? So like then creating this page where like I'm posting really positive things. I'm like sharing a mindset piece. I'm sharing a workout, sharing a da da da. I'm posting body progress pics because I was proud of my progress, whatever. I got made fun of so much. Um, I almost deleted it. And one night, I kid you not, like I, I don't think I've actually ever told someone this story, but when you said the whole idea of manifesting and whether or not anybody else believes it, just following it, if it feels right. I was about to delete my account because I was just like the talk of the town and how dumb I was, how stupid I looked. At the time, I I don't know, I had like a thousand, vol- 500 followers or something, whatever. And I treated it like I had a million and I was like, no, I have this girl in New Jersey and she needs me. Like, no, she freaking didn't. But anyway, I... <laughs> I'm about to delete this count. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this dream that I had like thousands and thousands of Mm. followers and that people were messaging me like, oh my God, you changed my life. And like, wow, I love following. Like all these like messages. I I remember waking up and being like, I literally checked my phone. I was like, oh my God, did I get like a million like followers? (laughs) No, I didn't. I still had like 500. But that literally was the thing that kept me from deleting my account. I was like, yo, I feel good doing this. I might look like a fucking idiot, but I feel good doing it. I feel proud when Becky Jo from New Jersey messages me and tells me that she tried my recipe and she loves it and I I feel excited about that, right? Like, And sorry if that feels stupid to anybody else out there, but I feel good doing this, so I'm going to keep doing it. And I did. And now today – in the community that I've built off Instagram and what I do on Instagram and, you know, the different business opportunities it's brought me, it's literally my 100% of my income. Like, and last year I was able to travel for free with partnering with brands because of Instagram, because of social media. And so, and like so much of my life has been due to like me just deciding to like be brave, be me buck up and just do it and, you know, do the thing that feels good and feel, feels aligned. And so anyway, I say that to say like, it's so spot on when you say like, if you feel aligned in something, like nobody else needs to like stamp of approval it, like nobody needs to give you that validation. It might feel good to have that validation. And, you know, that might come. Yeah. Right. Like I, I completely understand. Like I was torn to shreds when I, heard things people were talking about me behind my back and what, you know, people had written about me or whatever, like that hurt. But like at the end of the day, like it, it has to, you have to follow the heart tugs. <laughs> I say that phrase so much. Like you just have to do it because if you don't, like you're just going to get down the road and be like, oh my God, I let so-and-so who told me my idea was stupid, keep me from whatever this could have been. Like mm-hmm. for me, that that's the biggest thing. It's like thinking that I'm holding myself back for the comfort of everyone else around me. If I have an idea or a thought or a heart tug, like I'm going to follow it. And that's still, and that's true to this day, you know? And so um, anyway, I just want to share that because I think that's just such a crazy story. And it really is so true about manifesting and, mm-hmm. you know, com- bringing your passions, your dreams to life. 100%. I love that story so much. Um I mean, yeah, I, I live that like I, to this, I'm still growing my social media. I'm still like get on. And sometimes I, in the back of my head, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, but you're always going to have that. So no matter how much inner work you do, you're always going to have that like ego, that, 
that negative self-talk somewhere in there, but just like tell it to shut the fuck up and then go do it because eventually it will pay off. And there, even still now, there is always going to be that Becky Joe or wherever, you know, from New Jersey who is like, wow, you changed my life. And like that's a yeah. focus on those little wins because if you're doing what lights you up, there's a reason why that was put on your heart. Like there's a reason why God put that there. And if you keep going, you're going to be successful because you've got God behind you. So like, how could you not? Um, I did just made me want to say this super funny. My senior superlative. So we had a super, I came from a really small school, like I think 50 people graduated and it was the largest class in 20 years. I got, oh my God. <laughs> first of all, I got funniest laugh, which like when I get going, <laughs> it's rough. Um, and then I got most outgoing, which was surprising. Like we got multiple. That's why I was saying how small our school oh, okay. is. And then okay. it's funny, speaking of manifesting, my best friend at the time who we got most inseparable, we just started a retreat business together. I do healing retreats and it's just like, and we moved across the country. We didn't talk for some years just because of life and like full circle came back around and it's like, yeah, holy shit, like this was supposed to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Crazy. Super duper crazy. Okay. Let's um, wrap up with the last couple of things I wanted to ask. So now that we talked about all those things, I would love to hear your biggest wellness win and your biggest entrepreneurship win, like two of your highlight moments that you are so like just grateful and thankful for and excited about. Okay. So um, a little bit about my story. So I um, competed in NPC bikini for years back in 2019, 2018. Um, and actually kind of funny, not part of my story, but like I'm, I'm now actually prepping for another show. I but saw that. at the time, back, <laughs> back in 2018, um, while I was so proud of how I did in my shows and really proud of the progress and the process and the journey and everything I learned, um, I got really in my head about food. I, I started to develop I had a history of disordered eating and eating disorders, and um, I started to find myself getting back into that. Mm. And I recognized that it wasn't a healthy thing for me anymore. So along the common theme of like recognizing something's no longer for you while it might have served you, you know, walking away from that. And so I actually walked away from the bodybuilding world. And up until that point, so that was like 2019, Um, up until that point, I had tracked my food like obsessively for years, um, years, like weighed myself every day, tracked everything I ate, like was constantly cutting and this and that and whatever. And, um, anyway, my biggest wellness win is over the past, I guess, 2019 till 2023, four, three years, um, I have fully transformed my life into intuitive eating and listening to my body, which sounds like such like a fluffy like wellness win, but coming from someone that like I was so food obsessed, but I wouldn't let myself ever listen to my body. I would never let myself like, oh my God, like I just need, I need something sweet. Like, nope, off limits. Nope going to make you fat. Nope. Going to gain weight. You're going to feel fluffy. Like, no. Um, Coming from someone that that was like my entire life from the time I was like in gymnastics as a child. Mm -hmm. Like I I have this notebook I found from, I think I was like 10 at the time. And I would write down everything I would eat in the day and my weight in the morning. And like, that's, you know, how my life had always been for the past few years. 
completely ditching the scale, completely ditching any form of tracking and fully like loving my body, having the most energy, having the most love for the gym I've ever had, like falling in love with fitness again, not for the purpose of, you know, oh, I need to get, I need to get this workout. And no, I get to move my body. I get to do this workout. I get to build this muscle, you know? Or even like um, I, I ran a half marathon um, back in February and, I, you know, I get to move my body in these ways and not the I have to mentality. Yeah. That has been a huge win for me, a win enough that I am comfortable enough going back into the bodybuilding world, not nervous, not scared about getting back into that. Like, mm. um, I don't know. It, it's just been like a crazy transformational, like mental, pro- mental more than anything. Yeah. But knowing that I can trust my body, trust my mind, trust my cravings, trust my, you know, what I'm feeling I need in that moment. Knowing I can trust that like gives me so much relief and just like, all right, it's going to be okay. Like my body is so smart and it's going to give me what I need and I'm going to give it what it needs and it's going to be a harmonious relationship and it's a beautiful thing. Um, it took me, you know, literally 26 years to learn that, but that is probably my biggest wellness one. That's incredible. Also good for you. Like I'm so proud of you. That is huge. That is not something to be taken lightly by any means. I actually competed for years too. Like we literally have so much in common. It's crazy. Um, I'm proud of you for even like getting to the point where you can jump back into that world and, you know, just know that it's going to be fine too. And like how much freedom I mean, eating is like a survival thing. Like we eat all the time. And for you to be able to find that peace around it, that's life-changing. So yeah, that's huge. Thank you for sharing really, that. Really, truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. And then lastly, um, your biggest business win. Without saying numbers, I think, because that doesn't really speak to me anymore. Yeah. Um, I think my business like entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial win would be <laughs> – being open-minded and never shutting something down before I really think about it and toss it around and kind of swish it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, how does this feel? How does this taste to me? How does this like resonate? Um, and for me, that that is one of the biggest things that led me to social marketing. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> I know, and they, I don't know, there might be people listening to this that aren't social marketing fans. There might be people that are. Um, for me, it was never something like when I started my business in social marketing, I, well, bef- before I started, I guess I was so like anti, like I was, yeah. I mean, not anti, but I was just like, well, that's not for me. Like, good for you. And then eventually when I had started my business, you know, my, I had my mom who was like, have always, has always been one of my best friends, like being like, well, uh, good luck. Uh, I'm never going to buy anything. Um, and so anyway, coming from that, like very close minded, like, nope, that's not for me to, you know, starting it, crushing it, becoming one of the youngest high income earners in the company. Uh, and not only that, but like allowing that to teach me things about my now current businesses that I have started, um, the process of scaling and getting to a place of, you know, not being comfortable because like, I don't think like always challenge yourself, always try something new, always like go for that next thing. But, um, where you're not like in stress mode. Right. But having businesses that are 
functioning, that are working, that are serving people, that are that make you feel good. Um, I think that just ability to pivot and do new things and implement a new strategy and, oh, you know, this is a new thing that is working. Okay, we're going to do that, you know, and just that like lack of fear when it comes to business. I think that's one of my, probably one of my biggest entrepreneurial wins is like, I'm genuinely not scared of, you know, trying something new or looking into something new or turning things down or, you know, jumping into new things. Like honestly, and I think an open mind is like one of the best things you can have when it comes to business. Uh, you never know when someone's going to come across your path. That's going to give you, you know, the tip that can change your, your business, change your mentality around something, whatever. And so being open to receive that is so important because if you're going to look at everything from a closed mind standpoint, um, you could be holding yourself back from, you know, so many different things. So, um, I guess that, I don't know, (laughs) that's what comes to me right now. I think that that was perfect and it's so true. And I think that, Like you just said, if you aren't open to like looking at things, you do not know what doors you're slamming in your own face. Like even if that thing specifically doesn't end up being the thing for you, the connections that you might make, the realizations that you might come to, the growth that you might experience could be what it was supposed to be leading you to your thing. So I love that so much. Um, Well, Annie, this has been amazing. I'm so grateful for you and that you chose to come on here. Um, Speaking of manifesting, actually, I want to take a moment to just like celebrate this for myself because not only did I look up to you and like desire to live in the way that you were and having that freedom, um, getting to meet you in Vegas was like a huge highlight for me. (laughs) Um, And now you're on the podcast, which is like, there was a point when I didn't even think a podcast would be a thing. Like I was so afraid of network marketing because I hated talking to people and now I have a freaking podcast and now I'm talking to you. So like, (laughs) holy cow, like just total craziness. That's amazing. Yeah. Just like it's wild, mind boggling. So just a point to show people like do the thing you don't know where it's going to, you never know where it's going to lead you and what opportunities will arise for you. So Um, Is there anything else that you feel called to share or anything that's on your heart that you want to drop before we wrap up? Um, No, I guess uh, you guys can find me at at it's Annie Graft on Instagram. Um, I also have my podcast called Let's Get Uncomfy. Mm-hmm. And um, and then if you guys are, you know, starting a fitness routine, needing a fitness routine, I just rebranded and relaunched my fitness app. So it's called Lux Fit Training. And you can find that on Instagram. It's also in my bio um, on my page. So go ahead and check that out. But um, yeah, honestly, I was just going to say thank you so much for having me. I think like this conversation was so like – it just flowed perfectly. And I love your energy. I love that our stories are so similar. Yeah. You're so strong. You're so powerful. You're just amazing. So thank you for um, asking me. Thank you for being patient with me. And just this was just such a beautiful conversation. So I, I hope it reached somebody. And you know, we said a few things that someone out there needed to hear. I have no doubt that there is something here that's going to sit with someone. So Annie, thank you so much. I'll make sure to add your information in the show notes. I loved having you here. So empowered listeners, definitely share us some love, share the episode, tag us, all the things, go check out Annie. And I will see you all next week. Much love, empowered fam. And Annie, thank you again. Yay. Bye, everyone. Bye. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to find out more, you can follow me on Instagram at Empowered with Deanna and my personal page, Fit Deanna Lolita. You can also visit me on my website, which is DeannaMerlinoFit.com. Make sure that whatever platform you guys are listening on, please rate and subscribe. And this means so much to me. It's going to help get me out there to help so many other people. I'm so grateful that you're here with me on this journey of wellness and self-empowerment. I cannot promise that it will always be easy, but I do know that it will always be worth it. Stick with me and together, let's start living as the version of us that we were meant to be because the world is waiting for your gifts and you deserve to live the life of your wildest dreams and beyond. So friends, let's get empowered.